think we got something to clap about we got something to shout about got something to be happy about amen world's going down but we're going up amen praise the lord what an hour it is to sing about home you know you start singing about home when you start thinking about home amen and i believe we've heard the word that'll carry us home amen amen i'm glad the tokens applied I'm glad he's gleaning from inside. Amen. I'm glad the moon is reflecting the light of the sun, aren't you? Amen. What an hour it is, friends. What an hour. It's our hour. Amen. It's just Daniel's done did his part. David did his part. Wesley's done our part. Luther's done. Our, it's us now. This is who we are. Amen. Amen. Oh, we might fight a little bit in the backyard, but we'll be stepping in the front yard. Amen. We're an invincible army. Amen. Did you see the video the other day of, uh, I believe it was over in Australia where they've been having the fires. Did you see the video of the Bible? How many saw that video? Nobody? Yeah, sister saw it. They was, uh, uh, the fire, you know, was going through the damage of the fire and this uh, soldier had this Bible. And he was showing how that the Bible had not been burnt. The whole, the whole dwelling was consumed. And the Bible had not been burned. And he was opening up the pages showing that the Bible it was maybe just scorched a little bit on the outside, but it hadn't been burned. And then he pulls out a laptop, and this laptop is just melted. But the Bible was laying on the laptop. Amen. The laptop, praise God. The laptop was consumed, but the Bible wasn't. And I thought, oh, that's right. You got that word inside of you, you can pass through the fire. Amen. They can't burn it out of us. They can't boil it out. Come on, somebody. They'll never stop this bride. You got that word in you. It'll carry you out of here one day. Amen. Because the flesh is becoming word and the word is becoming flesh. This is who we are, friends. Amen. Not an organization. Not a denomination. We are not. A, they say we're a cult. But we're not a cult. They said that about him. Amen. They said he was Beelzebub, but he was not Beelzebub. He was the bridegroom, amen. And they say that about us, but we're not. We're the bride of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. This is who we are, friends. Oh, glory to God. Praise the Lord. Do you love him tonight? Amen. If you have your Bibles, turn with us to the book of Colossians. We want to read uh, Colossians 1, starting at verse 25. We greet you in the name of the Lord Jesus and count it an honor to be with you once again. Desire your prayers. We'll be heading out in the morning for Arizona ourselves, and meeting starting out there tonight. And so we're just glad to be here tonight and desire your prayers in the, in the morning as we head out again. Amen. Taking Cheryl and Jessica with us and just looking for a good weekend in Tucson. Amen. Tucson's real nice in February. <laughs> you ever get a chance to go out there, it's really nice. 
sometimes. <laughs> Amen. Colossians 1, 25, 6, and 7. Hallelujah. Wherefore I am made a minister according to the dispensation of God which is given to me for you to fulfill the word of God. Even the mystery which have been hid from ages and from generations but now is made manifest to his saints. To whom God would make known. Who's going to make it known? God's going to make it known. To whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among us, the Gentiles. Which is Christ in you. The hope of glory. You see, there was a time the message of the hour was God sent a prophet. But we already know that. We know that. We know God sent a prophet to this generation. But I believe the message of this hour for us is not only God sent a prophet, but it's this right here. Christ in you. The hope of glory. Amen. Let us bow our heads. I want to speak to you tonight for a few minutes on God's secret made manifest or made known. Heavenly Father, Lord, how it just... How it just stirs our hearts, Lord, to the stimulation of the revelation of your word for this hour. Lord, knowing, Father, that this is not something that's going to be, but it's something that is now, Lord. That we are now sons and daughters of God. Not something that we're going to be someday, but it's what we are now, Lord. In fact, the prophet of God said, I didn't come to mix up a doctrine. But I come to straighten one out. Hallelujah. To get away from this fear and this scare that you don't know who you are. That you're not going to be. But you are now sons and daughters of God. You always were sons and daughters of God. Lord, how we thank you for these things, Lord. That, that's been made plain to us by your grace, Lord. It's, it's not our intellect. It's, it's not our education. It's not our schooling from a university. It's your grace, Lord, that has revealed these things to us. And how we thank you for it, Lord. Realizing, dear God, who we are on the earth and knowing, Lord, according to the promises of your word, these signs shall follow them that believe, Lord. And Father, this is who we are, Father. Because this is what your word says we are. And your word does not lie. Bless your children tonight, Lord. Bless the little bride, Lord, around the world. And those on our prayer list, God. May your spirit move for each need, we pray, Lord. And, oh, God, bless the meetings out in Arizona, Lord. And all the special meetings that would be going on around the world that we wouldn't even know about. Just do exceedingly above all that the people could hope for, Lord. Heal our sick tonight, Lord. And encourage those that would be discouraged. Forgive us, Lord, of our sins and our shortcomings, God. and Help us, Lord, to be molded into an image that you would be pleased to dwell. For we ask these things in Jesus' name. And the bride says, Amen. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated this evening. Amen. Thank you, buddy. Hallelujah. Amen. God's secret made manifest or made known. Now, let's just read the scripture again. It said, even the mystery 
which had been hidden from ages and from generations. Just think how long this mystery had been hidden from ages and generations. But now is made manifest to his saints. You see, the but now denotes a set time or a set season. Like the song sings of, of amazing grace, I was once lost, but now I'm found. And Paul said it's been hidden down through the ages and down through the generations, but now it's been made manifest to his saints. A set time or a set season that this mystery would be made known. Now the mystery, according to it, means a hidden thing, a secret mystery. Generally mysteries, religious secrets, confide only to the initiated. And not to ordinary mortals. So this mystery is not known to the world. They know nothing about it because it's not for them. It's for an initiated group of people. Hallelujah. It's for a chosen group of people. Not the ordinary mortals that walk upon the earth. But a chosen generation. Amen. A religious secret confide only to the initiated and not to ordinary mortals. The secret counsels which govern God in dealing with righteous, which are hidden from ungodly and wicked men, but plain to the godly. The wicked and evil, they know nothing about it. They don't even understand it. They don't care to trash it. They don't care to make lies up about it. It means nothing to them. Because they're blinded to it. They don't understand it. The light shined into the darkness. And the darkness comprehended it not. Amen. Do you know where that scripture was found? In the ceiling of the Library of Congress in Washington, D.C. The light shined into the darkness. And the darkness comprehended it not. But it's made plain. To the godly. That ought to make you happy. Amen. To whom God, who God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery, not a mystery, this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of all glory. Now, Paul is telling us here in the book of Colossians that God had this great mystery and he hid it from the ages and the generations until a set time or a season that, that, would, that he would make that mystery known. But when the time comes to make this hidden mystery known, when that set time comes, how will God make it known? He's got this mystery. The generations and ages has desired to look upon it, but it's hidden until a set time. But now a set time, a season that it's to be made known. So when God goes to make this mystery known, how would he do it? Paul tells us in Ephesians 3 and 3 that how by revelation he made known to me the mystery. Paul said he made the mystery known to me not by education, not by a seminary, but by revelation. And that word revelation, it means manifestation. So Paul said God made the mystery known to me. By manifestation, amen. God fulfills his word by bringing it to pass. Amen. He makes the mystery known by revelation, which is manifestation. God's great, I'm going to read a few quotes now, so just bear with me. But God's great mystery of how it's a secret, 
He kept it a secret. Nobody knew nothing about it. Even the angels didn't understand it. And yet we can fellowship on it. The angels didn't understand this. He didn't reveal it. The reason under the seventh mystery, when the seventh seal was opened, there was silence. Jesus, when he was on the earth, they wanted to know when he would come. He said, not even the son himself don't know when it's going to happen. See, God has this all to himself. It's a secret. Now, God's secret mystery he had before the world began. Back in the back part of God's mind, there was something that he was trying and was going to achieve. He had a motive in doing it in order to let himself be expressed. He had this secret in the back part of his mind. Nobody knew anything about it. For who had access to God's mind? Nobody could go there. The angels, nobody knew nothing about it because nobody had the ability to access God's mind. He allowed Moses to go back to the beginning, but that was as far as Moses could go. But think of it. In this hour that we are living in now, he allowed the <laughs> He allowed the prophet of Malachi 4, 5, and 6 to go into the back part of God's mind. To catch the secret and to reveal it to his bride. Amen. Oh God. Think of that, friends. To catch the secret and reveal it to the bride. Make it known, manifest. Now, why would God suddenly want this secret to be made known after generations and ages of keeping it hid? Why now, Brother Terry? Why would he now want the secret to be made known? Kept down through the ages, kept through the generations. Then there must be somebody who's on the earth now who can receive it. Oh God, a body on the earth that knows, Brother Terry, what he wants done with his word. Shall thus saith the Lord, or she will keep still. Amen. God had purposed a hidden mystery. He said, that's what I want to speak to the church this morning. The hidden mystery of God that he had in his mind before the world ever began. And how it's unfolded itself right down to this present hour that we're living, see? Then you understand clearly, then you see, on I believe what's being done. The prophet said, I'm preaching this mystery this morning. I'm preaching Christ, the mystery of God revealed this morning. Because I believe when the service comes to close that you will clear, see, you will clearly, then you'll clearly see and believe. On what is being done. Not going to be done. What is being done. The action of the mystery unfolding. Is causing a reaction. I said the action of the unfolding of the mystery. Must produce a reaction on the earth. Amen. The mystery has unfolded itself right down. To the present hour. That we are living in. He has showed it or revealed it in every type that's in the Bible. Therefore, the entire Bible is the revelation of God's mystery in Christ. Mm, he says, 
The entire Bible is an expression. The entire Bible is an expression of one goal that God had. One purpose that he wanted to achieve in the entire Bible. The unfolding of the entire Bible was to bring forth this one goal, this one purpose, this one thing that God wanted to achieve. Oh God, hallelujah. And now, and now in the last days, he has revealed it and shows it. God's help, we'll see it right before this here this morning. What the Lord has had in his mind all along and he's expressed it. And he has expressed it. You see Jesus on the road to Emmaus. He appeared to his, to his followers, to his believers as they were walking along the road. And they were down in the dumps. They had the blues. The pressures of the hour, the things not happening like they thought they should. They couldn't find a newspaper article or they, they, th they heard it might have been a rocket and so they kind of got the blues. They was kind of down a little bit because it didn't happen the way they thought it would happen. It'll never happen the way we think, but it will happen according to God's thinking, amen. And he steps right out of the bushes and he says, why are you so sorrowful? Why are you in such a mood? Oh, they say, are you just a stranger here? You don't know what's happened? <laughs> don't know what's happened? He was what was happening. You're just a stranger here? You don't know that Jesus of Nazareth was crucified? We expected him to be the coming Messiah, and the one that Jehovah had promised us, and then we couldn't find the newspaper article and just... Uh, And he turned to them. And he didn't say, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry that you're down in the dumps and got the blues. Here, let me pass here, take this pacifier. No, he turned to them. And he said, fools, slow of heart to believe the scriptures and all things the prophet wrote. And he began right there and explained to them the scriptures. What was he doing? He was identifying himself to these believers that all the prophets had prophesied, the Psalms and everything, all the prophecies, the whole entire thing, it was himself expressed to those prophets. He was those prophets' prophecies made flesh. He was the fulfillment of what Isaiah said. He was the fulfillment of what David said. He was trying to tell them, it's me. All the acts of the believers in the Bible has been in type and expressing what God's great goal is. Think of the Samsons and the Shamgards and the Davids and the Daniels and think of how God used them and the supernatural. Joshua caused the sun to stand still and what was God doing? He was writing it out in their lives. He was acting it out in their lives. God does it and then he reveals it. Hallelujah. What was he doing? He was showing us this one goal. This one purpose is to bring this one initiated group to this place. Hallelujah. 
Well, the acts of the believers in the Bible had been in type expressing what God's great goal is. Hallelujah. But all this mystery is revealed only, only, but all this mystery is revealed only as he promised to his bride. Hell is against this truth. You can say amen to that. If you've not said amen one time, you can say amen. All hell is against this truth of the revelation of the mystery. Amen. All hell is against it. But the bride is standing on it. I first stand. Hallelujah. You want to know where I stand? Here I stand. Amen. I said, here I stand, amen, upon the revelation of the mystery that's been plainly given to us. Why do you hunger, church? Why do you thirst? It's the Father. It's the Father trying to reveal this hidden secret to you. But we let so many things get it out of us. Her job. You let your job, your wife, your husband, your children... You let the cares of the world, some pastor, you let somebody else get that out of you. When you know way down in your heart, you're thirsting and you're hungry. Hallelujah. You're thirsting and you're hungry. That's why we sing about home. That's why we sing about these things. The spirit and the bride say, come. It's something, there's a hunger in us, a deep calling to the deep. God tried to reveal this to you. The revelation, the last day is here. When is the mystery to be made known? When is the revelation to be made known? In the last day. And the last day is here. Not the first church age, but the consummation of all the church ages. Because we inherit what the previous age had. What Luther had plus Wesley had plus Pentecost comes up in the fullness of the bride. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All hell is trying to keep us from coming to the revelation of this mystery. Why is hell fighting us so hard? Why? Trying to divide us. Separate our fellowship from one another. Come on, friends. Oh, hell is trying to keep us to come from the revelation of this mystery. There's a something about this revelation that scares them. But Paul said, God will make this mystery known among his chosen, among his initiated, the secret society, if you will. To whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Not God above us, not God with us, but God in us, the hope of our glory. Oh, hallelujah. God's goal, God's purpose, God's desire. It's not just to be above us, but to be in us. True fellowship, two fellows in the same ship, amen. You see, I overcome because he's in me and the overcomer is an heir of all things. 
God, the great creator, he had in him all these attributes, you know, these things that he wanted to express. A creator is all about expression. Like an artist, they have the ability to express what's in them. They can have an image in their mind. And they walk around with this image. You don't know what it is. I don't know what it is because we can't see in their mind. But they're a creator. They're an artist. I think of Sister Cole. Remember Sister Cole here? How she painted such beautiful paintings and had no fingers. But she had an image in her mind that she was able without fingers to express that image. Have it in her mind. We don't know what it is. It might be a beautiful cabin and a creek running in front of it and, and a little fire out in the front. Just a beautiful image. And they can take that image that's in their mind and they can put it on paper and you can see what they were thinking. It can be so real. The painting can be so rich. You can actually feel what they were feeling. Because they have the ability to express what's in them. Something that was previously hidden. But when the paint touched the canvas, the the invisible image became tangible. Amen. Oh, do you see it, friends? God wants to take the canvas of your life, the canvas of my life, and express his image through you. He don't need my education. He don't need my input. He just needs my canvas that he can express himself through. Hallelujah. A few years ago, I was down in New Mexico. A Hollywood producer, I can't think of his name. His first name was Joseph something. He made all of Michael Jackson's Pepsi commercials. He made uh, uh, Michael Jordan's Nike commercials. A Hollywood producer, but he had a little place out in Santa Fe, New Mexico. And Brother Manuel Salazar and his daddy were caretakers of the estate. And it was a a Spanish-type, missionary-type homestead from the uh, late 18, early 1900s. And he had went in there and restored it to its original condition. It was a $55 million home and they let me go in (laughs) and each (laughs) in each room and in each room we would walk in and brother man said now brother Darrell each piece in this house was placed to the producer to his desire because he had an image for each room And the caretakers told me that he would study each room for hours till it matched what he had in his mind for that room. Now, this guy had some great pieces. He had Indian pottery that was in the thousands of dollars. He had a rug underneath the library table that was given to Teddy Roosevelt by some Indian chief. Now, how he got it, I don't know. Teddy may not know he's got it, but he had it. But that was the kind of meticulous detail. Every piece had a story. Every piece had a value. And he would spend hours until the room matched what he had in his mind for that room. Why? He was a producer. He was a creator. If that's true for Joseph, whatever his name is, how much more is that How much more is that true for God? He will labor six thousand years to achieve what he had in his mind before there was a star before there was a world God had it in his mind and he labored for six thousand years to express 
He wanted to express himself. He wanted to be a healer. You know these things. A deliverer, a father. He wanted a family. He had a family in Adam and Eve. But if you stopped with them, the rest of his attributes would have never been expressed. He had more attributes than Adam. He had more than Eve. I'm looking at him. <laughs> Hallelujah. These attributes laid within him. And he wanted to express them. God is a spirit. No man has seen God. But the son has revealed him. Or expressed him. So in order to express himself. This great spirit being. He would choose the appropriate mask. To reveal himself. Because he's a spirit. You can't see a spirit. So he chose the appropriate mask. The appropriate canvas. The appropriate Whatever you want to put there, whatever. Is that an adjective? I don't know. But whatever you would want to put there to describe what it was he chose to express himself through. The appropriate mask. I guess that's just good enough. To reveal himself in order for his attributes to be known or expressed. You see, Jesus Christ was the very heart of God expressed. What is he doing? God is changing his form. But not his nature. Blind Bartimaeus sitting on the ruins of the walls of Jericho. He got to thinking how his mother had told him the story of Joshua. And one day how Joshua was taking a walk. And he happened to look and coming to him. There stood a man with a sword drawn. And Joshua the great warrior, he wasn't backing down for nobody. He pulled his sword out himself. And he started towards the man and he said, hey, are you for us? Or are you against us? Amen. And the prophet said, this man stood still and waved the sword and said, nay, but I am the captain of the host of the Lord. And the mighty Joshua threw his sword on the ground and pulled off his helmet and bowed his knees. And the prophet said, blind Bartimaeus was thinking that wasn't 500 yards for where I'm sitting right now. Where the mighty host of the Lord, the captain of the host, had Joshua bowed at his feet 500 yards from where I'm sitting. He said, Blind Bartimaeus thought if I'd only been there in them tents and blind then, I would have asked that mighty captain, the Lord of hosts, I would have asked him and he would have given me my sight. He would have done it. Then the prophet said this, little did he know. Little did he know that that same captain was less than 100 yards from him right then. Jesus was passing through the city. He just changed his mask. Hallelujah. He had just changed his mask. The one blind bottom said, oh, if I could only see him, he was less than 100 yards from him. Oh, saints of God tonight, can we realize that same Lord Jesus who done the miracle on blind Bartimaeus is the same one who did the miracle on blind Jessica. Oh, hallelujah. The same one that healed blind Bartimaeus' eyes is the same one that healed Jessica's eyes. That same one, that same one is right here with us now. He's just changed his mask once again. What mask is he wearing? The mask of his bride, amen. 
people long to see Jesus. He's sitting right beside you. He's just using your brother's flesh. He's just using your sister's flesh. Amen. Glory to God. The miracle of blind Barnabas was done through the body of Jesus. The miracle of Jessica was done through the body of his bride. That's right. It wasn't my prayers that done it. It was your prayers. It was your prayers. Amen. Why do we pull back on that? Do we not realize who we are? Did not James say the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much? Then when you pray, something's got to happen. You see, he just changed his mask. He just changed his mask. When Jessica was hurt so bad, I was laying in the floor at the, at the Hosted Valley in the chapel, laying in the floor on my face, crying out to God. I didn't care who saw me. I needed to get a hold of God. And I had reached out to somebody. And it just kind of gave me the cold shoulder. It hurt my feelings a little bit. I'll be honest with you, it hurt my feelings. Of course, preachers, you know, they don't get their feelings hurt. Everybody else can, but not preachers. You know. But I did. I got my feelings hurt. And I was laying in the floor of that chapel. And I began to cry out to God. And I said, God, if you was here like you were 2,000 years ago in the body called Jesus, all I would have to do is touch the hem of your garment. I could go upstairs. I could get my baby. And I could take her home. I said, Lord, but you're not here like you was 2,000 years ago in that body called Jesus. Understand what I'm saying? In that body called Jesus. And while I was laying there, God as my witness, a voice spoke to my heart and said, but my bride is here. If you touch her, you have touched me. Oh, glory to God. I jumped up off that floor because I realized all I had to do is get Brother Terry, get Brother Larry, get Sister Janet, get some of you all to come by the hospital and lay your hands on Jessica. That was just the same as Jesus Christ laying his hands upon her because that's where he's at today. He's in his body of believers on the earth now. Making him the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. Paul. Oh, glory to God. I wish I was 18. Paul never saw Jesus in the flesh. Now, how could he preach about a man he'd never seen? Peter saw him, James saw him, Mark saw him, Luke saw him, Matthew saw him. All of them saw Jesus. They wrote down his teaching, the events of his life. But when Paul came up out of the desert, he was preaching the same Jesus. How did he know him? How did Paul know Jesus out there in the desert? How did he do it? He never hunted with him. He never fished with him. He wasn't around the campfire when Peter was telling fishing stories. How did Paul know him? He knew him by revelation. Amen. God revealed himself to him. He never saw him in the flesh. But he did see the same Jesus. He had just changed his mask from a man to a light. Because that voice spoke out of the light and said, I am Jesus. 
It was the same Jesus. He just changed his mask. But Paul came out preaching the same one. Amen. We sing songs. And I like that song. Mary, did you know? That's a beautiful song. Did you know, Mary? When you kissed that little baby, you was kissing the face of God. What a beautiful song. What words of inspiration. Mary, did you know? The child that you delivered would one day deliver you. Oh, Mary, did you know? But I say to you tonight, Mary, do you know? Not did you know, but do you know? Do you see the mystery that it's Christ in you, the hope of glory? Do you see who she is? Do you see who the bride is? Do you see who you are? It's not Mary, did you know? It's Mary, do you know? Hallelujah. The bride coming of Christ. It's Christ. It's Christ in the form of his bride. Carrying out the promised word for the hour. Carrying out the promised word for the hour. He left a portion of his ministry for his bride to complete it. That's where we're turn. Notice down through the ages the same way by his prophets. He has revealed himself by his prophets. They weren't exactly prophets. They were gods. He said so. For what they spoke was God's word. They were the flesh. They were the flesh that God was veiled in. They were gods. Jesus said himself, how can you condemn me when I say I'm the son of God? And your own law says that them who the word of the Lord comes to is God, see? So it was God formed in a man called a prophet. God formed in a man called a prophet. But don't stop there. It was God in the form of a man called a prophet, see? And the word of the Lord came to this man. So it wasn't the prophet. It wasn't the prophet. The prophet was the veil. The prophet was the veil, but the word was God. Man's word won't act like that. See what I mean? It cannot act in that manner. But potentially it was God. See? He was the word of God in the form of a man called man. But don't stop there. He never changed his nature, only his form. Hebrews 13, 8, he's the same yesterday and forever. He did not change his nature when he came. He was always that prophet all down through the ages. Same thing, the word, the word, the word, the word, the word. He cannot change his nature, but he changed his form. Hebrews 13, 8 says he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He just changed his mask. Now, the moon and the sun are perfectly husband and wife, the prophet said. You know, here a few years ago, he had the total eclipse. Remember, I think it was just about two years ago, maybe three. And we went over to Travel's Rest to see it. And I was astonished that when the sun and the moon became one, there was darkness on the earth. 
I said when the son and his wife became one, it was during the time there was darkness on the earth. Arise and shine for thy light has come. Amen. The moon and the sun are perfectly husband and wife. The moon and the sun is husband and wife. That's to say, in the absence of the sun, the moon reflects the light of the sun to the earth, giving it a lesser light. Then we can see how to get around by the moonlight until the sun rises. Then the sun and the moon becomes one. The same sunlight and moonlight is all the same. That's why he could say, I'm the light of the world. And then he said, you're the light of the world because the moonlight and the sunlight is all the same light because the moonlight is really only reflecting the light of the sun. Amen. That's what the church of the Lord Jesus Christ should be, reflecting the light of him who's absent from the earth in a physical body, who's absent from the earth in a physical body. The church should be the reflection of Jesus Christ in these dark hours. Well, think of that. Think of Genesis when God made the sun and he made the moon. Now the moon is the wife of the sun. When the sun goes away, the moon reflects the light of the sun. Is that right on the earth? Now Jesus, when Jesus was taken away, we are the bride. We are the bride, which is the moon to reflect the light of the gospel. We can't reflect it until he shines on us. Well, we get the gospel goes to shining on us. When the gospel goes to shining on us, then we shine out. So send the light, Lord, is my prayer that we can reflect the light of the Son of God in His power, in His resurrection, and in His fullness. How marvelous, he says. Think of it, friends. Think of it. A people who have become the Word is identified with the Word by the Word. A people who has become the Word is identified with the Word by the Word, showing the life he lived is now lived in his church. Or his bride. He'll be in the groom. He'll be in the groom. The bride has to come forth because it's a part of him. It can only be the manifestation or the revelation of the fulfilling of all the revelations of any others have spoke of the bride. It can only manifest or make known if it does something different from the groom. It isn't the bride. Huh? Amen. So you don't have to judge nobody. Just look at a real $20 bill. The fake shows up. Come on, somebody. That's the God's truth. You don't have to study a fake $20 bill to figure out a fake $20 bill. Just, shut, just study the real one, and the fake one will automatically show itself. If it does something different than what the groom did, I don't care how anointed they are, how much they scream, how much they jump up and down. If it doesn't produce Christ, you can get emotion at a ball game. But if your revelation doesn't produce Christ, you've got the wrong revelation. Amen. Whether they're screaming and they're jumping, when they do that at a ball game. If it does something different from the groom, it isn't the bride. If it does something different from the groom, it isn't the bride. If it does something different from the groom, it isn't the bride. Because she is flesh of his flesh, bone of his bone, life of his life, power of his power. She 
is him. He just changed his mask. A man and woman are one. Woman taken from his side. She's taken the spirit, the feminine spirit from him. The flesh from his side made both the mechanics and the dynamics. The wife, the spirit of him and the flesh of him put it together. It makes both the mechanics and the dynamics. Now listen, you take a rainbow. What makes the pretty colors of a rainbow? The reflected colors of the rainbow is caused by light striking little droplets of water. Not one big drop, but little drops. Little individual drops. The light striking little droplets of water produces that beautiful rainbow. Each little droplet of water catches the light and reflects that light through its body. And it comes out the other side, a seven-colored rainbow. That little droplet of water catches the light. (laughs) And reflects that light. And out comes every promise of God. What is a rainbow? It's a covenant. Hallelujah. We reflect God's covenant with his people. She's bone in my bone, flesh in his bone. Hallelujah. When Christ can get the individual so surrendered that they can reflect himself through them they will reflect his glory they will reflect his power they will reflect his gifts they will reflect every promise of God's word the great manifested God in Christ the great manifested God in Christ now the manifested Christ in you the hope of glory The great manifested God in Christ. As Brother Donnie said it many times, all God was, he emptied into Christ. All Christ is, he empties into his church. The great manifested God in Christ. Now the manifested Christ in you. The hope of glory. Somebody says amen to that. That was so good the Amber Alert went off. Amber alert, praise God. Yeah, that's right, Amber alert, amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Amen. That was pretty good right there. Oh, are you ready for this? Oh, this is oh God. I just jumped up and ran around. What was once God's great secret? God's great mysterious secret that was in his mind. The prophet said, what was once in God's mind is now put in the hearts of the believers. That is the body of Christ. What God, what God had in his mind that nobody could access. Nobody, even the angels, nobody had access to that. What was in his mind, God has now took it from his mind and placed it in the hearts of his believers. Oh God, I know we don't see it like we need to, but we will. Amen. 
Christ is the mystery of God revealed. But the bride is the mystery of Christ revealed. Oh, if I could only see Jesus. He's here. What was once God's great secret, God's great mysterious secret that was in his mind, is now put in the hearts of the believers. That is the body of Christ. What was once God's great secret in his mind before the foundation of the world is now made manifest. It is now revealed. Revealed in who? In you. You're the revelation, Brother Skip. Brother Jim, you're the revelation of this great mystery. God had one purpose, one go. Down the entire Bible, he wrote it out in their lives. Showing us Enoch. How blessed Enoch was. He was a type of us. God was showing through Enoch what he's going to do in you. You say, well, if I could be like Enoch. Enoch said, I'm so glad. I'm so glad I was typing out Brother Derry. I'm so glad I was typing out Brother Derry. God was writing out in their lives, showing you, showing you who you are, what you are. The great creator took his mystery and wrote it out in your life. He wrote it out in your life. He expresses it through your life. And you are the image of the invisible God. There would be a time come forth there would be a time come forth when he could express himself in the fullness of his Godhead, deity through his church, have the preeminence in this church. Oh my, what? The anointed man. The anointed man, Jesus, the anointed man. Now, now, the anointed people. Oh my, to bring back, to bring back the anointed bride and bridegroom that these two could become one. Anointed how? Anointed by what? Anointed why? Accepting what Eve turned down. And Adam coming back with the anointed word. My word is spirit. See, anointed with the word. What Eve turns down, he comes back. He brings it back. And the second Eve, which is you, which is me, we accept it. You become the word as you receive the word. Oh God. What did Adam turn down? What did Adam turn? He wasn't deceived. He willfully did it. But what did Adam give up? What did he turn down to go with his sweetheart? Because if he hadn't went with her, God would have destroyed her, not Adam. But his love for his bride. He went out to get her back. He went out to get her back. What did Adam turn down? What did he step away from? His rights to live on the earth as a God man. Before the fall, he could speak to the wind and it would obey him. Brother Branham's talking about these people. They was bad-mouthing the Baptists. He said, wait a minute. Wait a minute, you Pentecostals. As long as you fuss and fight among yourself, you still walk as men. You still walk as men. I was reading that quote. It jumped out and thought, still walk as men. Then, Brother Terry, there must be some other way that I can walk on the earth other than as a man. 
could it be God's restoring me back to my rightful position to walk on the earth as he, the bridegroom, walked on the earth. He was yet God and man. He was both God and man. And don't you see it's Christ in you, the hope of all glory. What does that make you, both God and man? God don't come down and speak literally with his voice out of the heavens. The prophet said he wrote it on paper expecting me and you to receive the Holy Spirit, to believe the word. And when we speak that word, if it's God, if it's God's true word, God stands behind his word. That's right. Listen to this. God performs the miracles through the hands of his children. As I said a few nights ago in some church, he's the vine and we're the branches. The vine doesn't bear the fruit. It's the branches that bears the fruit. But it gets its energy from the vine. Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit, comes into the human body, takes a hold of his own word and moves it. Shows vision, speaks in tongues, prophecies. He does all kinds of works to confirm his word through human instrumentality. That's exactly what he did. Amen. Do you love him? Oh, can I just read a few more? There will come a time. That this is the hour, my brother, my sister. For us, our day, our time, our season in the sun. Thy light is come. The word moves on down into the body from the head. What is it? The same word. Nothing can be added or taken from it. So the same word moves from the head as the day comes to the close. As the day comes to the close from the head down into the body, down into the body, vindicating they are one. They are husband, wife, their flesh of his flesh, word of his word, life of his life, spirit of his spirit. See, amen. How do you know it? It bears the same record, same fruit, same word, see. Manifest Christ, same life, same God, same spirit, same word, same book, same signs. These things that I do shall you do also. Oh, hallelujah. That's it. Christ is the word. He is the word and the church becomes the word by him making her a part of him. And that's the word again, personally identified by him, his property alone, his property alone. She is redeemed by him, through him, for him, and for him alone. Then what is the devil howling about? What is the devil howling about? It's being revealed. Why is the devil howling? Why all the Facebook? Why all this don't believe this? Why all these say you never even heard of it a few years ago? Why now are they attacking it? Why now are they so against it? Why are they doing this and doing that? It's the devil howling because this thing is being revealed. That's why they hate it so much. It's being revealed. The mystery is becoming flesh. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. What did he say? This is my beloved son in whom I'm pleased to dwell. In whom I'm pleased to dwell. That's to occupy. That's to come into a house and live. In him was the fullness of the Godhead bodily, says the scripture. That's right. The visible image of the invisible God. Now there he is. That's God the Father. God the Son, 
God the Holy Ghost. Not three gods. These three are one. God above us. God with us. God in us. This day, these scriptures are being fulfilled in your ears. Brother Harry, come. This is who we are, friends. This is the season. This is the time of the manifestation of the sons of God. The people who are called by my name shall do great exploits. It's all over the world. It's happening all over the world. Signs and wonders following the believers. Vindicating his presence among us. Opening our blinded eyes. Making our lame walk. Cancers disappearing out of people's bodies. I was in a meeting not long ago out on the West Coast. And I was testifying about what the Lord did for Sister Betty up in Pennsylvania. Sister Betty had glaucoma. It's so bad she had to wear glasses. She couldn't even stand to look at the lights. Or it hurt her eyes so much. She came up for prayer. She had an eye special appointment on Monday to go see about the glaucoma. She goes there on Monday to see about the glaucoma. And the doctor examined her eyes. You know what he said? He said, the doctor sent you over here needs their eyes examined. There's nothing wrong with your eyes. And I said... And I said, if he can do that for Sister Betty, he can do that for you. And the man sitting on the back row had cataracts, and they left his eyes right there in the service. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's no respecter of persons. Amen. Amen. Do you love him? Amen. God bless you. You know, I heard a story the other day just touched my heart. This little boy is standing out. It's a cold day. November before the snow was starting to fly, it's getting cold. He had no shoes. He's standing in front of a shoe store, looking in the window. He's barefooted. This woman come riding down the street in a real nice chariot. Really nice dress, jewelry, and just good clothes. She saw the boy standing there so pitiful. She said, oh, stop the carriage. She gets out. She goes over to the little fella. She says, hey, buddy, why are you so sad? He said, I ain't got no shoes. She said, well, what are you doing? He said, I'm just standing here in this window, looking in this window, asking God to give me some shoes. And she said, come with me. She takes him inside. She tells the salesman, bring me the best socks you got. He said, bring me a pail of water and a towel. She takes the little boy back to the back room, gets down, washes his feet. Puts on those real nice socks. She said, now come up here with me. She tells the man, any pair he wants, let him get them. Amen. Boy buys him a pair of shoes. He puts them on his feet. He walks outside. He's smiling. She said, how do you feel now? He said, oh, I feel real good. He said, but can I ask you something? She said, sure. He said, are you God's wife? Let them see him in you. Let's stand.
Are you God's wife? Are you God's wife? I was just praying for shoes and you showed up and gave me some shoes. I was just wondering if he was his wife. God could work through his bride at the world. Hallelujah would be without excuse. Once more the world will hear from God. It'll be through his bride. For under her messenger she will be the final voice to the final age. wonderful tonight. Amen. Let's just bow our heads. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Lord. How precious is your word, Lord. That you, Lord, that you would come hillside, Lord, the valley called happy, and make your people so happy, Lord. Lord, I believe the Cherokee knew what they were doing when they named this through here. Surely this is a happy place, because you dwell among us, Lord. And Father, I pray tonight, Lord, may it become more plain and more plain. I know we don't see it like we should, Lord, but Father, surely... Surely, Lord, as I looked at that little, that little armband that I've got hanging on the signal out of my car, it says, confess, believe, 
and receive. Oh God, tonight. Lord, may we confess these things to be true. May we confess, God, this is who I am, Lord. For our bodies will obey our confessions, Lord. Father, may we exercise our God-given rights to lay hands, O oh God, upon the sick, to cast out devils, Lord, to speak in tongues, to see visions, to prophesy. These belong to us, God. The dance don't belong to the world. The devil stole it from us and put it out on the dance floor. But the true holy dance belongs to us, God. The shout belongs to us. The joy, oh God, you said, our joy could be full, Lord. Oh God, these are our redemptive blessings that's been given to us. Oh, Father, may we confess them. May we believe and may we receive that which you've already given to us, Lord. Grant it tonight, Father. Lord, may your spirit move upon every person here. Lord, some here, if they're not where they need to be, God, surely, Lord, they can see. Surely they can see this late hour. These things are being made known, Lord. The things that are fixing to happen in this nation that's going to shake it to its core. Oh, God, hide us under your wings, Lord. Oh, God, grant it tonight, Lord. May we take these things into our heart by faith. May we speak them back upon our lips, Lord, until they're manifested in our lives. Grant it tonight, Lord, we pray. Grant it tonight, Lord Jesus. For we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Oh, my. Do you love him tonight, friends? Oh, let's make the devil hell. Let's make the devil hell tonight. Let's make him well tonight. Amen. Because these things are being revealed to us. We become the word as we receive the word. Amen. Do you love him tonight? Amen. God bless you recently. Brother sing us something before we go. Amen. Amen. You are here moving in our midst. Oh, yes, Lord. I worship you. I worship you. You are here working in this place. I worship you. I worship you. You I worship 
Unshakable, you're unstoppable. That's who you 
so good, ain't it? Isn't he wonderful? Amen. Amen. What a great hour to be living in. Amen. What a great hour to be a part of God's economy. To know his word. To know that God's really real. That he's living in his people. To know where he's at. To know where he's at. I was reading today where Mary and Martha, and when Martha heard that Jesus was coming, the Bible said she went out to meet him. But Mary sat still in the house. And I was thinking, you know, that's, that's for every one of this, in every congregation. We either get up and go out and meet him, or we'll sit still in the house. But I say, let's get up. In order to meet him, you've got to know where he's at. But if you know where he's at, you know exactly where you can touch him at. Where's he at? Exactly where he said he would be in this hour. He's right here among us. You know, I've told you this before, but it is thought, you remember the story of the blind girl in Jonesboro, Arkansas? And I think she had cataracts, if I remember right. And 
you know, the story of the prophet, he, he said he'd pray for everybody and at the end of eight days there's more to pray for than there was to start with and they brought a woman in in an ambulance and they said she was dead and the prophet went out to pray for her and they come out of the ambulance and raised her up and the, the, the man there, he just grabbed his wife and said, oh mama, you're back, you know, or, and he got out and he said, brother Brandon, we can't take you back around the way we come, we've got to take you around this way and the prophet said the footsteps of the righteous are ordered of the Lord and he comes around there and, and he runs into that black girl there in, in, in Arkansas that was blind, you know, and she said, you... You get me to the healer, I'll find my daddy myself. You remember the story. But one thing that strikes me about that story, here's Brother Branham couldn't get back into the building before the crowd. So he's actually moving through the crowd, trying to get back into the building. And the crowd was the people that was there for him to pray for them. And here he was passing right through them saying, excuse me, I hope I didn't step on your toes. I'm trying to get back around the building. You know, and they're thinking, would you move? I'm trying to get in here and get prayed for. And the very one they was wanting to pray for him was passing right in front of them and didn't even recognize it. And, and I thought, how many times, if that's true for Brother Branham, how many times have Jesus sat right beside us? And because we let our problem be bigger than to God, we failed to realize he was sitting on the seat beside us. And if you could only realize that same Jesus, friends, is right here with us now. The hope of all glory. Do you love him tonight? Amen. God bless you richly. Did you enjoy that? I trust you enjoyed the word tonight. Amen. Sing that spirit of the God. Spirit of God. So I like that song. Let's sing it for Brother Terry. Amen. Let's just sing this as we go tonight. Remember the services out in Arizona. And I think Brother Andrew preached tonight. Brother Jack Duff tomorrow night. And, uh, I think I got Friday night. Brother Donnie Saturday night, Sunday morning. And so just... Uh, just pray for the services. We appreciate it. Amen. Do you love him tonight? Is all hearts clear? Amen. Amen. Let's just sing the song we sung when we came out as we go tonight. The Spirit and the Bride say come. Amen. The Spirit and the Bride say come. Oh, I love this song. The elect will be stirred inside their home. Are you not in time has come? We and the Father are one. Soon we'll be with our Lord forevermore. Oh, even light has come. The bride is making preparation. She's hearing the shout. Yeah. Uh -huh.
Please. 